Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is September 18th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going over my preview of the game between the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. The Miami Dolphins will be facing off against the Buffalo Bills at Hard Rock Stadium, looking to bounce back from a rough 21-11 loss against the New England Patriots last week. The Bills, on the other hand, are coming off of a strong win against the New York Jets, defeating them by a score of 27-17. So, let's take a quick look at the Miami Dolphins. Now, again, we only have one week to go off, so we're going to be kind of discussing a lot of what happened last week and how that's going to look going into week two. Now, the Dolphins are obviously still in the process of rebuilding, so many expected their performance last week to be less than perfect, but with that being said, it was still a very underwhelming performance, even by those standards. Defensively, the Dolphins' defense was dominated by Cam Newton. That was the main headline. Newton had his way with the team on the ground. He carried the ball 15 times for 75 yards. It really defined that entire side of the ball for the Dolphins, and it appeared they looked like they were completely unprepared for Newton's mobility. It opened up the running game for the Patriots. They ended up finishing with 217 yards on the ground. Now, as for the pass defense for the Dolphins, it was hard to evaluate them because the Patriots didn't really have to force the ball or, you know, make a huge effort to push it downfield. Edelman led the way for New England. He was mostly burning Jamal Perry, and the rest of the secondary appeared to do a pretty good job with a solid performance, especially from rookie Brandon Jones. Linebacker Kyle Van Noy said in the press conference two days ago that the team's performance against the run was unacceptable. He said, quote, we gave up 217 yards rushing. We should be criticized, close quote. And then former Bill Shaq Lawson said that Josh Allen will be bringing a lot of the same skills that Cam Newton utilized against the Dolphins last week. He said, quote, that guy got better every year. I've seen the development. He's a dog. And I said that when he was there. He's a dog. He looks 10 times better close quote. And he also said that he thinks Josh Allen is faster than Cam Newton. Now that I am not sure about, but it does say a lot about Allen's, uh, you know, potential as a running quarterback. Now, if we look at the offensive side of the ball, the game was highlighted, of course, by Ryan Fitzpatrick's poor outing, but maybe that was undeservingly. By the end of the game, though, the verdict was undeniable. The offense did look pretty bad, but it was mostly after Devontae Parker went down. Parker was having a pretty respectable day before leaving the game with his hamstring injury. He totaled 47 yards on four catches, and the offense did look a lot better with him on the field. So a little side note here uh, to talk about Devontae Parker. As we have seen before with Sammy Watkins and Adam Thielen several times, hamstring injuries can be tricky and they can flare up. Even if Devontae Parker ends up suiting up on Sunday, this is an injury that can easily pop up again or force a team to use him as nothing more than a decoy. So that would be a massive loss for the Dolphins. And then if you're somebody who plays fantasy football, I know Dolphin fans love to go out and get their guys. Uh, just be careful here. You know, this is a guy who again could be used as a decoy he could run a few routes and all of a sudden it flares up be very cautious when it comes to hamstring injuries especially with wide receivers now back to real football after Parker went down the lack of receiver depth for the Dolphins ended up really showing they were unable to get any sort of separation against a very tough New England secondary and it won't be much easier against a very tough Bills secondary here so with the offensive line you consider what the offensive line currently consists 
consist of two rookies that didn't have preseason games, two veteran additions in their first games with the team. Take that all into consideration. They did not look bad at all. Fitzpatrick was only sacked once, but as I said with the secondary, this Bills defense is a force. This one might be just as tough, if not tougher, on this group of offense alignments. Now, as for running the ball, the Dolphins got some good production last week from Miles Gaskin. A few of the Dolphins beat writers have said that he could secure the role as a team starter if he can get another good performance here against Buffalo. His versatility in both the pass game and the run game seems to play a large part in his expanded role here on the team. And if I had to guess, Matt Breida should be involved in this game as well. But as for Jordan Howard, his role on the team may be in jeopardy if Gaskin leads the team in touches again this week. So with the Bills having some injuries at the linebacker position, which I will talk about in a bit, it may be entirely possible for Gaskin to have a similar stat line this week or maybe even a little bit better. But if everyone is healthy on the Bills side, then I wouldn't get my expectations up too high for any of the running backs here for Miami to have this huge breakout day this week. Now, if we go to the opposite side of the field, take a look at the Bills real quick. The Bills offense in some ways looked pretty similar to what the Patriots were doing last week. Their starting quarterback led the team in rushing yards. They ran the ball at will with them and they didn't really force the ball down the field. But the difference is, even though they weren't forcing it, the Bills did not shy away by any means from passing the ball. They were throwing the ball a lot, 46 times. And it led to Allen having his first 300-yard passing game of his career. Josh Allen, like Newton, was thriving by running these read option plays. But unlike Newton, though, he wasn't strictly running towards the sideline. There were a ton of these designed run plays for Allen. He took the ball straight up the center of the field, and he too was not really shying away from contact, which led to some turnovers, which I will talk about right now. Allen had a really productive day. Wasn't perfect. He had these two very costly fumbles, and he missed two wide open guys in the end zone. His accuracy issue is still very much there, and he desperately needs to learn how to slide. Now, the Bills do have two very young running backs on this team, but last week there wasn't much for them to, uh, to go with. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss were the main two guys, but they could not get anything going, combining for only 41 yards, though. I will say these guys are quick, especially when I look at Zach Moss. With the Dolphins' issues in terms of tackling, I'm worried it may only take a mistake or two for these guys to have some pretty big performances. The receiver group for the Bills, also pretty underrated. The Bills added Stephon Diggs, who had a solid debut with 86 yards on eight catches in his first game, and Diggs is great with blockers in front of him. He's one of the better route runners in the league, um, but a one-on-one -on -one matchup with either Howard or Byron Jones here is going to be a lot tougher than what he had last week against the New York Jets. Now, John Brown, Another, you know, underrated receiver here for the Bills. He had a great career with them so far, coming off of a big 1,000-yard season. He finished last week with 70 yards and a touchdown. And the same thing here with Diggs. I'm not sure that Allen really has the accuracy to test his secondary on these deep one-on-one -on -one situations when throwing up to Brown. But last week, Allen's touchdown came off of a screen. He showed this impressive acceleration. I am very concerned about the Bills using these same kind of wide receiver screens, whether it be with Diggs, whether it be with John Brown, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis. I'm just very worried about the Dolphins' ability to tackle people when they are in the open field. Now, when it comes to the Bills' defense, across the board, the Bills' defense is a pretty good unit. Their defensive line was applying pressure at will last week. Was it against the Jets? 
Yeah, but, you know, I'm not sure the Dolphins' offensive line is a drastic enough improvement over the Jets to suggest that they can completely neutralize the Bills from applying pressure. It will be a tough day for everyone across the board. The Bills really seem to like sending pressure through the A-gaps while having their linebackers either apply that same pressure or they show the blitz only to drop back in coverage. Jerry Hughes was dominating last week at getting around the edge. It should be a tough matchup there for Jesse Davis. And then Ed Oliver is... It's just an absolute unit. The guy is a force to be reckoned with. So it's going to be a rough day for the offensive line, I'm, uh, I'm assuming here. Now, it's important to note, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, who were both everywhere on the field for the Bills last week, they left the game with injuries. They are considered day-to-day as of right now, the time of this recording. If either of them missed the game, that would be massive for the Dolphins. Now, as for the secondary here, you know who the guys are for the Bills. They got Tredavious White, the guy is elite. They got Micah Hyatt, who is really great. Both of those guys will absolutely be doing their thing, and Jordan Poyer can also put up some pretty good games. Now, before the season, Josh Norman was placed on IR. That left the Bills with Levi Wallace and Teron Johnson, who both stepped in last week in his place, and they both did pretty good, but it is important to note that the Jets have one of the weakest group of receivers in the entire NFL. So if Parker's out there, that's awesome because that means either him or Preston Williams should have a decent matchup in terms of one-on-one. But if Parker can't go, it's possible that the Dolphins can't take advantage of whoever is opposite of Tredavious White. Now, I'm going to go over some expectations for this game and uh, my keys to the victory for the Miami Dolphins. But before I do, I want to say a little PSA here. I know when it comes to a lot of people in the sports media industry, there's a, you know, a level of condescension when they uh, say what they predict will happen. If they get something right, they want to scream it from the rooftops. And if they get something wrong, they don't want it ever brought up. Guys, this is just my opinion. Uh, if you want to leave a comment down below of something that you think differs uh, from my opinion, then I would gladly love to hear it. This is just my uh, expectations. I could miss on these entirely and I have no problem admitting that I did. And I would love to hear you guys' thoughts as well because there maybe are some important things that I'm just completely forgetting about. So here are my expectations for this game. The first one is that the Dolphins offensive line struggles. Now I can't say with certainty that they will get absolutely demolished, but the Bills front is explosive and I don't think saying that they will struggle against them is much of a stretch and frankly if they end up playing well then you should be over the moon and ecstatic about that. Now my next expectation for this game is that Josh Allen throws at least one interception but the Bills running game steps up. So while I admit that Allen had a pretty good outing last week, he took some chances that I don't think would work against Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Diggs and Brown are still his primary target. His accuracy isn't the best, and he takes plenty of these risky throws on the run. To me, that just adds up to a game with several interceptions. My next expectation is that if Parker sits out or misses this game, that Jakeem Grant is going to be the one that leads the Dolphins in receiving. The Chan Gailey offense, to me, is an offense that relies heavily on playmakers getting yards after the catch. If Parker is out, that greatly holds back the Dolphins' ability to throw it over the top. I think they will recognize that and could capitalize off some screens to Grant, who has these absolute burners. That seemed to be the only play that worked last week for the Jets, and Grant's ability to create space, I think, is extremely underrated. Now, my last expectation is that Zach Moss has a pretty big day. And this is kind of just based on the eye test for me. 
Zach Moss just looks like the type of player that Miami has struggled with based on his elusiveness, his power, and his speed. It was initially thought that Singletary would be taking over the receiving duties completely, but Zach Moss still had some opportunities to see passes thrown his way. So I could see him capitalizing as the safety valve for Josh Allen. His ability to hit the hole, I think, makes it uh, makes me think that he could be somebody that just chips away slowly at these Dolphins defense until he breaks one big. Now, here are my keys to the victory for the Miami Dolphins. And number one is to stop the run. Now, if Allen runs all over the Dolphins, that could follow the exact same script as the game last week. I think the bare minimum expectation is that the Dolphins will address the quarterback run issue and at least limit his legs. They can't let it define the game like how Cam Newton did last week. But even then, if this is a game where Devin Singletary or Zach Moss combined for over 150 yards rushing, which, you know, I think is entirely possible, I think it will be hard for the Dolphins to get the win in this game. Now, my next key to to the victory for the Dolphins is to be more creative on offense and I don't know what it's going to take and the Dolphins options right now aren't the greatest especially if Parker can't go but there needs to be some sort of creativity here whether it's by motioning whether it's using sweeps whether it's getting your playmakers the ball on these screens the offense will need to do something to bring a spark to this game. And then my last key to the victory for the Dolphins is to contain the short passes. Again, Brown and Diggs are both underrated, and I have a relatively high level of trust in Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. So whether it's Noah Igbenogany, whether it is Jamal Perry, whether it is Brandon Jones, whoever, they cannot let this be a game where Josh Allen can just dink and dump these underneath routes to Cole Beasley or Gabriel Davis or Zach Moss, especially with the issues tackling that we saw last week. These short passes can easily turn into big plays and kill any momentum for the Dolphins. So guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up this episode. As always, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at via the source. If you want to follow my personal account, you can also do that. That is at Shady Steven. I just hit my follower mark on via the source, so I will be posting the giveaway on there very soon. So keep updated on that. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you guys know how much a subscribe would mean to me and a like. It really does help tremendously. And I see that I've been getting comments on some of my other videos. I'm extremely grateful and it puts a huge smile on my face to know that you guys have been enjoying the content so far. That is just absolutely awesome and it makes me feel just amazing. So guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up though. Until next time, I'm Stephen Masso and this was Via the Source.